0: Welcome back to the model parenting podcast I am Farah
1: and I am still David
0: yeah add still
1: I had to may have changed it's been a minute since we've been able to record so
0: I mean that's true
1: may have, may have you may have gotten rid of me and brought somebody else in I don't know no no all right well I guess you're stuck with me then
0: you're stuck with me
1: um all right we're uh, wrapping up coming fast and furious to the end of season uh, one. This is episode 18, uh, Sense of Place. Um, And we're talking about this um, because I feel like, um, again, this is some ideologies and philosophies that we have parented by um, that kind of have come out of our values-driven environment that that have been important to us, and and so we're just trying to pass those along. Um, But creating a sense of place with your kids um, I think is important. Um, For me, growing up, we moved a lot. We were very transient. I think I lived in, I don't know, 9, 10, 12 houses, something like that in my f- growing years through, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, we moved on. I'm not saying that's just, that's bad, but I don't have that, that place. I don't have that, that home, you know, like people go back to their family home and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't have that connection to a place and i I think me and my siblings um not we all have different places and and i think some of our relationship um is connected to different places and and growing up moving around a lot i think maybe impacted some of that relationship and how we connect with each other
0: it is interesting that you say that because the other day when you and brian were having that memory in the like you were actually having the memory in the kitchen and y'all were like trying to figure out he was trying to (laughs) There wasn't a y'all. We all were struggling to
1: to to connect to connect dot, the dots about he, he didn't when that house. was because he
0: was so little, and he was trying and but but y'all were lost.
1: Yeah, we were we were all so that's <laughs> interesting. We just my brother Brian and I just had a conversation literally two days ago, and that's what we're talking about. Um, Fair grew up uh, a little differently um, than I think my transient nature, but still somewhat similar.
0: Yes. I mean, my houses did not move and change during my growing up years. It was the same all the way through. However, because my parents were divorced, I had two different houses. And so finding that sense of place was really, really hard. And and it is, I mean, neither neither one of my parents stayed in those places after, um, even during college, they all moved. But I think my sense of place was mostly the person of my grandmother. And then when she passed away, when I was 13, um, that was shaken up a little bit. So that was kind of like a move in my, in my developmental years. And um, my mom is a little bit of a, you know, sense of place, but she has been more transient than um, the rest of, of home. So it is kind of a challenge to, to see that place of, of home, to have that, that sense of place.
1: Right. And I think as we talk through this, one of the first thing we're going to do is just talk about why this is important. But as you were listening to this episode, just kind of think back on, I know we've got several different listeners from, from all over the place. You've got a different kind of experience, um, how you grew up, and whether that was kind of moving around. Your parents still in the same house that you grew up. Um, a, a guy that I work with, um, he he literally his parents lived in the same house until he had grown and graduated college. And you know when he talks about home, that was his home. And I mean, he uh, I think they lived in there even until they had like their first kid. I mean, it was it was a very long standing time that the which
0: is uncommon. It's uncommon. Nowadays. It's very these uncommon days these is days. very uncommon.
1: Right. So. Um, doing, it's not bad if, if you're moving around a lot and changing around those kind of things. Um, but I, I think we have to work at this sense of place and a place doesn't have to be measures am bringing this up. It doesn't have to be a, a place. It doesn't have right. to be a bricks Correct. and sticks, mortar, concrete. It, it doesn't have to be a physical place. It is helpful if there is a physical place. Yes. But um, it doesn't have to be a physical place. Creating a sense of place is more about creating a sense of belonging that your kids know where they fit. Um, so that, that's kind of the goal of what we're talking about. We're going to talk about why that's so important. So when I'm talking about place, most of this conversation I'll probably talk about, it'll sound like I'm talking about a, a bricks and sticks and a mortar um, kind of a house or a home or a community or one of those kind of things. But it's not necessarily that. It it can be relationally based or um, something that allows your kids to to feel connected and see where they belong in the world. Um, so that's kind of this – that, that we as parents create this sense of place for our kids. That's kind of the the target aim that we're, we're shooting at can um, I, for this episode. Sure, go ahead.
0: It is – going to be more of that tangible thing for children because they're more concrete thinkers but we can put in the effort to create the abstract and make the abstract tangible for them if we don't have that same consistent place during their developmental years.
1: Right. And uh, we understand because of how we've grown up and just how life is, we understand that there, there are transient parts of our life. And, yes. Um, we just have to recognize it and try to have that place um, so that our, our kids can do, during their formative years and growing up years, have something to connect and be grounded to and feel like they fit in and belong. So um, we'll, we'll get into some of that uh, as we go through this. So first thing we're going to talk about is why place is important. Um, now, as I get into this, uh, I'm, I'm going to put a little bit of a caveat here. Um, I'm gonna use some psychology things that showed up in some books, and that are
0: just theory.
1: They're they're just theory. Um, there are biblical principles to back these things up. Um, a, a lot of components. To this I, I'm I'm not studied and learned enough to be able to tell you how all of this is connected in scripture, and I, I don't have all of those pieces. But I have, over the last 15 years, experienced all these pieces through Scripture and, and God. So um, just understand that I'm using some psychological things here. I am not a psychologist. Farrah is not a psychologist. No. Um, we have read several books that talk about this psychology and, and bring the same principle up. Um, but, but it's just theory. It's theory that we test against Scripture. So understand that, that that's kind of the... Um, Perspective that we're coming at with this is is we're talking about this through the lens of we have kind of tested some of this through scripture so we encourage you to do the same thing.
0: It's, it's a <clears> great <throat> conversation starter between us and God to just ask Him how does this play out? What does this really look like? Can you help me clarify this? Um, so this is just us using this for the vocabulary of the podcast just to get those conversations between people started with God.
1: Right, so... Why is Place Important? Um, it, it started for me understanding and trying to figure this this idea out. Um, and I forget the book. I think it was a Stephen Arterburn book. I don't remember which one it was. But he talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And um, Maslow was a, a psychologist, and he's got a pyramid. And if you Google it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Farah fair. may have something in the show notes that you can click on and look and see. I don't know. Um, if you look at it, it's a pyramid. And the foundation of that pyramid are physiological needs. And his, his theory is that people move from the bottom to the top of the pyramid and that's their, their growth pattern is they're going to grow from the bottom to the top. So, um, for our kids, they're not going to be able to learn and grow and those kind of things if their physical needs aren't met. So their physical needs for, um, water and food and rest and those kind of things. So, That's the the basic human needs that we have are the physiological needs that we've got to have some basis of that before we can move into that next level. The next level is safety. So a a kid, um, and and you see this in areas where um, there's food shortages and stuff like that, people will risk their safety to get their physiological needs met. So people move through this and if their, their basic needs of food and rest and, and water and those kind of things are met, then they move into the safety bracket and they want to create safety. Now, place helps create safety. Now, safety is only important after our physiological needs are met. I'm pretty sure most of you guys listening to this podcast are trying to tend to your kids' physiological needs. Most of what your kids do right now, if it's summer, or asking for food, they're digging through the pantry and refrigerator, <laughs> and they're teaming up with each other trying to figure out how they can get more food. Um,
0: or out they're of your trying stores. to figure out water games, or they're and to they're not rock. doing it very safely.
1: Right. So, um, anyway, so safety is the next one. The next level is love and belonging, um, and this is where a sense of place really comes in. Is Once you are, your physical needs are met, you feel safe, you have a safe environment. Then you can focus on love and belonging and kids need to see how they fit in the family before they see how they fit into the world. And that is, that is important because if kids don't know this sense of place and they don't feel loved and they don't feel like they belong and they don't feel like they have a place in our family or a place and they're never going to go and figure out how they fit in the world we as the family structure are the, the springboard for them to be able to do that. And once they find their place and we have to help them define that. We can't just assume they're gonna figure it out and they're gonna find their role and um, kids just don't know. They don't have the brain development, the brain capacity to kind of size everybody up and and okay, are right, here, all right, well I'm this and now, going back to several episodes ago, kids don't go in boxes. So I don't, I think this is part of that studying your kid and understanding how they're built to help them figure out how they belong. Because God has uniquely built each one of your children so that they fit and fill in a particular space and need in your family. And I think you need to help them understand that and connect that dot and say, okay, this, this is a great role for you to have in this. And as your kids grow let their roles grow, let their roles change. If they change and, and God demonstrates different parts of their personalities, this is why we, we are students of our kids, is a lot of that is because of belonging and sense of place. We want them, whoever they are as they grow, to feel like they fit in and they belong in our family and that they have a place.
0: A lot of the volunteer work and stuff that I did with Embrace Grace and, and that kind of thing with... Surprise pregnancies, um, I don't want to call them wanted or unwanted, but it was interesting to hear how a lot of those parents would see those kids as as being messengers, like from from God and teaching them different things. And I think in those relationships, a lot of times it's easier to see than in relationships where... People think that they have created this person and they're doing all these things. Being willing to be taught by them, being able to to say, this is what God uses you to show me, um, even though they're so much younger than us. Having that humility, I think, is huge to help them see what their place is.
1: So after love and belonging, um, again, I'm still talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The next need is self-esteem. Creating confident kids is difficult to do if you don't help them understand that they love and belong and where they fit. Um, And and you can look at any middle school in the country and go into that middle school, and kids that don't feel like they fit in that school are not going to be confident kids. You're going to see that. The same is thing in, in our families. If they don't see how they fit and know that they have a role and a, a place in that family, they're not going to be confident. They're they're going to struggle with self esteem, and they're going to look for self esteem in other places. Particularly, they're
0: try to force it through arrogance, or they're going to just go into a shell and you know unbelief.
1: Right. So, and then the the last growth area in Maslow. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization, and um, that's kind of that spiritual growth component. So, um, ultimately, our goals we want to raise our kids and, and have them grow spiritually and connect with God, and develop their relationship with their, with God and own it, and that it's their relationship, it's not their our faith that they're carrying on. But I don't think they can get to that part if they're not confident in in who they are and who God's built them to be.
0: They can. They can. It's You're right. just. It's harder. The family is a launch pad that God designed to help them get there, to help them see unconditional love, to help them see forgiveness, to help them see confession and the beauty of it, to help them practice all of that stuff and to, to have tangible glimpses of him. And without it, it's a lot harder.
1: Right. So we're, we're, we're the little tree dish. We're, we're, we're the test model for these kids to learn and feel that. And if they don't know how they fit, then it's going to be difficult for them to build self-esteem. and It's going to be difficult for them to start to grow and take ownership of their faith and their life from that confidence that's created because of the love and belonging that they have. So uh, if you want to study this Maslow thing, feel free. That's totally up to you. Um, But but biblically, we see this in, in a progression as God talks to us and teaches us He cares about our physical needs. Um, This this study actually, I think this book referenced also Matthew six thirty three and talked about seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Yet these are the everything else. But God understands that we need physical, physi like He designed us to to that when we eat food that our body processes it and takes care of hunger, makes energy, right? God understands that we need safety, and He talks. Uh, he is our shelter. He is our safety.
0: Our fortress. Our, our refuge. Fortress,
1: absolutely, all those things. Love and belonging. There is no more significant place to be loved and belonging than in the arms of Christ. I mean, it is all of those things. Yes, but um, I, I don't want to be just pointing. Oh, it's all spiritual, and all. We, God wants us to do this in our families, so that our kids can understand it and relate to Him. Yes, they. He. He wants to be the one who meets our needs. He wants to be the one who is our safety. He wants to give us love and belonging. He wants us to, to find self-esteem, not because of who we are, but because who he is, that we can understand that we are created by him and we're significant because of him and, and take confidence from that and then grow spiritually to be more like him. So the, the, the process of, of becoming a, a faith-driven person is a biblical principle, so I, I get that Maslow's got this theory, and these are hierarchy needs, and it, it's it's just a conversation point for you to say, okay, hey, yeah, I see why place is important, and God does a a lot of work in helping us understand our place with Him.
0: Place was a big deal to Him all throughout, bringing them into the Promised Land and choosing that place that had His name on it, and. Wanting them to be in that place.
1: And through the Old Testament, when significant things happen, people would mark the place and they would build altars and and all those kind of things to say, hey, this happened here, this moment. I connected with God God here in this way. So those those senses of place um, are important. And um, we as parents need to create that and need to be that sense of place with our kids that they know how they fit in our family. Um,
0: Not to take God's place. No but to point to him as the place.
1: Right. And, and again, it's not just bricks and sticks are helpful. And, and if you're transient in your houses, please don't hear me trying to, trying to bash what you're doing to improve your family's situation. It's, I totally get it. Um, but just understand that while you're in those transient moments in your life, those seasons, you, you need to do a really good job of creating place inside of your family that they f- your kids feel connected and grounded and safe and that they can continue to grow and feel like they love and belong and build confidence and, and ultimately build that realization of who God is and, and what he can do in their life. So moving on from that, um, hopefully you're, you're seeing and, and picking up some ideas of why place is important. Um, kind of the next point, um, fair enough, I don't even remember where this came from, but we've said it for years. And
0: You saw it. I, I didn't I, see I it. You it told somewhere. me about it.
1: I don't know where it is. Um, It may have been in a Cracker Barrel or something. I don't know. But I saw something that says, home is where your story begins. And this was significant for us. When we moved out to Seattle, one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to communicate that home was Seattle, that we were there, that we weren't transient in nature, that we were coming out there to live and and grow roots and, and, and invest our life there. And we wanted to refer to Seattle as home. Um. And it was difficult because we kept referring to, you know, the South back in Alabama or, or wherever we we're from, um, as home. And I saw this sign as home is where your story begins. And that was a big deal to me because I feel like mine and Ferris story really started when we moved to Seattle and we, we took that step of faith with God and that's where God really interjected himself into our story. And we started to move and, um, I have this goofy line that I wanted to make a country song out of, and I don't know how because I'm not talented enough to do it. Um, But home is where your story begins, and all my stories begin with you. Um, So fair's laughing at me. Um, It's it's a goofy thing, but...
0: I'm laughing with a twinkle in my eye because it's still sweet when you say it.
1: Right. Um, But our story does start with God, and and, um, God is kind of that home place, and it's that we can always go back to... um, because that's where our story started, so I don't. There's not a lot of theology at home. Is where your story begins. I just like the idea that where your story starts, that's where that's where home is. That's where you go back to. That's when things aren't right, and you need you need perspective. You go back home. You start there, and then you you look forward back for um, doing something else. But that idea kind of started the rhythm of our family. So as we kind of started building around this idea of having a model-driven environment, realizing that home is where our story begins, that our home didn't have to be a place. We needed a place, yes, and and as we've moved from place to place, we've identified that as home, but understanding that we, our story, and as our story grows and as our kids grow in our story, that that's that's home, that that idea, and this is really hard for kids. They're not going to understand this abstract concept of home. And we build it as parents that that's how we connect and relate to our kids, that they're a part of home because they're a part of the story.
0: One of the things that I did as the nester of the family, when we first started out and we had our house and we were doing this whole, we wanted Washington to be home thing. We bought a lot of big furniture Mm -hmm. large, Mm -hmm. large pieces of furniture. And then as God began to reveal that our life was going to be a little more transient because we moved eight times in like, I don't even know, a matter of months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
1: One of those moves was into a motor home.
0: (laughs) It was, it became evident to me as the nester that we did need to have some consistent pieces that were small, that meant something to us. That moved with our tent, and I say tent in an air quotes because we never did actually live in a tent, but
1: it's a biblical tent model. But, but a biblical would,
0: tent would. model, so that if you are transient, <coughs> you can take consistent pieces with you um, to 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 be reminders of just just to have those tangible pieces of consistency. And so, even now, um, we don't buy; we have a lot of of. Somewhat larger pieces, but we would leave those, and we, we also would take, have larger people. Now <laughs> we do have larger people, but we we have some consistent pieces that would go with us. Should we should we be called to move, or should we be moved again mm-hmm. by God? Um, and that just that's one practical thing, like one tangible thing that you can do in your effort is choose some things that are meaningful but smaller.
1: Um, But the rhythm of your family can be used to create place. And when I talk about rhythm, um, I'm talking about the traditions and things that you have, the, um, the seasons of your family. So um, we use um, seasons and traditions um, in our family to, to mark growth with our kids and um, to form connections. So it, our connections to um, Christmas just as that's a big tradition that a lot of people connect to our, our rhythm of Christmas isn't necessarily tied to a place. It's, it's tied to the story of us being together and what we do together. And we have some traditions and things that we do together so that we can continue that story. And now Dax is going off to college and, and yeah, he'll probably come home for Christmas, but if not, we can still continue the rhythm of our family that he can participate in even leading up to Christmas and actual Christmas Day um, because of just the way that we've built and structured our family. Um, same thing goes for, like, birthdays. Birthdays are, are a big deal in our house, and we celebrate that person. And so Dax, I'm, I'm pretty sure, won't be home on his birthday this year um, or this next birthday in January. Um, but we can still because of the way that we've celebrated we can celebrate him and do some of the traditional things and he can feel a place and a belonging even though he lives in a different place
0: even though physically he may not be in the same place he won't be there
1: but the rhythm of our he knows he fits and he's connected to and he's a part of our family so the rhythm of your family and the traditions that you have in place can help build that place that sense of place that sense of belonging so that your kids can be confident in their relationships and they can build confidence and self-esteem and further develop their relationship and have some spiritual growth and, and understand who God and, and Christ are for them. Um, so this is probably about the time that you guys are kind of glazing over like, what is this guy talking about? Um, I don't know is what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to encourage you with... Um, place not having to be that physical thing so you can take traditions and take things that you do for your family and get the value of them by building relationship and helping your kids see how valuable and important they are in your family that doesn't have anything to do with where you live if you're living in a motor home like we did if you're living in an apartment like we did if you're living in someone's basement like Like we we did we did Um, if you're living in a rented lake house because your house wasn't ready and you had to move out of your friend's basement, (laughs) like like we did, did. then those, those moments and, and we had holidays in all these different places and all of those holidays, this traditions that we did, they're not, they're not sacred cows. They're not things that we're, we're holding up saying, okay, this is, we have to do this. There were things we wanted to do and we built that tradition that rhythm. And they're
0: small and they're simple.
1: Small and simple. Um, Just being able to find place in moments and in story and in um, traditions is helpful for your kids, Um, which is kind of my next point, is parents really need to be good storytellers. Um, It is amazing to us, and and you, you see it on all the sitcoms that whenever parents start talking about, oh, well, when I was in high school, oh, well, when I did this, that kids just kind of tune out. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that because it's just an old man story. Um, Kids, Our kids love to hear the stories mostly about them.
0: I was about to say, the key is it doesn't need to be about you. It needs to be about them and their history in your family.
1: Right, right.
0: They are egotistical, and they are supposed to be because right now that's developmentally where they are.
1: Yes. But one of the things that God wanted the nation of Israel to do was they wanted the parents to tell the stories of God's faithfulness, of how he got them out of Egypt, of how he delivered them into the promised land, of the provision he made. Those stories that we were suppo- that they were supposed to tell are the stories we need to tell, the stories of God's faithfulness that um, when we were um, trying to move across Seattle to Seattle, all of the things God did to, m- to make that happen. Um, The story of uh, when they were fighting a health issue, the things that God did to deliver them and, and help them heal. All of those stories, we need to be good storytellers. The stories that we tell can help build that place and then feel and see, your kids feel and see that, yes, they do belong. Yes, they fit. They are a part of the story.
0: Psalm 78 does a really good job of reviewing the story, and then you can add, that's one of the things that I love about the particular schooling that Corwin is doing right now, because they talk about, she talks about my timeline, and she starts with creation, and she goes through history, and then she gets all the way up to right now, and it is truly her timeline, like mm-hmm. it is it is the history leading up to her and we can do that if we start with Psalm 78 and we review that and then we go into what he has done in in our lives personally and what he's done in their lives
1: So being a good storyteller helps build that that place self-esteem builds off of that belonging and being a part of that place so as they learn their history and they learn how God has delivered them they can start to see hey, this is significant. And how I'm, he's provided. I'm significant because God did these things for me. Um, it's not about making them the center of your universe. It's about raising confident kids who can point to God and say, look what, God, look what my God did. making him the
0: center. Yes. making God the
1: center. So um, last point of that, place is not built on a single person. It's built in the family. It's built around God, centered around God. It's not around one specific member. If I am the center of our family and I'm the most important thing, and everybody revolves around me, our kids are not going to feel that sense of place. They're going to feel like they're just watching me in my place. I don't, I don't know the psychology behind that, but I just I, I know that if I am selfishly pursuing everybody serving me and doing something for me, our kids aren't going to feel that that confidence that comes from love and belonging. That I'm supposed to provide for them as their as their dad, as I build the structure of how our family operates.
0: Just, I just I have this visual of puzzle pieces, and we're all a puzzle piece, and no puzzle piece is bigger, but we all fit together, and we make up that that family. Hmm. And but we have a place. Each one of us has a specific place for us created nice. by God.
1: So those are our thoughts on building a sense of place. Um, hopefully that landed and, and gave you some thoughts and ideas on how to connect with your kids and start to build that. I do think it's important um, philosophically. It's it's stuff that we have seen be significant to our kids as they've grown. And now as one is, is preparing to leave him, having a sense of place and knowing that wherever we move, if we move to a different state or house or whatever, he knows where his place is and he can connect and he's grounded back to that place is significant to him and, and lets him feel confident that he can go out and grow and do the things he needs to do that God is, is moving in his life. So do you have an activity or a resource for us I have today? an
0: activity. I don't have a specific resource on this, but I do have an activity, and it is blanket, sheet, pillow, fort building. Ooh. Um, highly recommend. I don't care how old you are. Corwin asked me the other day, how old – Am I too old to play something pirates? And I was like, okay, you're never too old to do anything. Like you just you just add to what you can do. Um, you can still read board books when you're 80. You can still <laughs> build blanket forts when you're 80. There's no there's no age limit. So I recommend that even if you have teenagers, challenge them to build the biggest fort. That they can possibly build with every single blanket or sheet or whatever you have. I have seen twenty somethings have so much fun. I will tell you one this. of the
1: funniest episodes of Community, and we watch Community. If you don't like the show, I'm sorry, but one of the funniest episodes has been Troy and Abed. I
0: forgot that built one. The, built in the massive fort yeah, in like college. That yes, that went all right. over. Yes. Okay. So.
1: You can watch that episode if you have older kids because it's hilarious.
0: This is one of those things that we have done in the house and in the RV and in the basement and in every place that we have ever resided, there has been a fort. And usually it's on a rainy day. Rainy days make great tradition days. Um, If you can come up with a a few little things that you can do every rainy day, um, that builds great – relational place in the family.
1: All right. Well, that is episode 18, sense of place. Um, hopefully that uh, was helpful. Something in there was helpful. Um, if you have any questions, comments, shoot us an email uh, or text message. Uh, again, if you're listening to the content and you're interested in a season two and want to be a part of season two, we feel like season two, um, if we get to do it, it's going to be a lot of stories and interviews and conversations with people about how they're interacting with this information Um, So if that uh, sounds like something you would like to be a part of, then please reach out to us and say, hey, I would love to come on the podcast for season two. So um, also, those of you that have reached out that are um, looking to start some small groups, um, we're starting that process with a couple of people. um, And that is super exciting for us to do. And if there's a way that we can help you facilitate that, um, please reach out to us and let us know. Um, We're kind of building a little bit of structure to that that you can maybe take into your small group or or church group or whatever class um, that you can start to take some of this information and and help people uh, connect with these ideas. We do
0: have some extra information that is really hard to deliver through the podcast that we can send you that's just in a...
1: Right. It's a better conversation kind of visual form. Um, But again, uh, email address is modelparentingpodcast at gmail.com. I do check that every day, literally every day I check it. Um, but if you got our text, uh, phone number, text Texas too. So, uh, thanks for listening and we'll watch out for episode 19. Thanks, bye.